Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the Bridgeway podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us. We are in week three of our series on the Holy Spirit. Um, we spent the first two weeks talking to Sam Storms. Uh, the first episode, we, we talked about uh, who is the Spirit, the personhood of the Holy Spirit, that he is not an impersonal force, but he is a person with a mind and affections and uh, with whom we can have a relationship. Um, and then we talked with Sam about what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Um, is that the same thing as being baptized with the Spirit? Uh, how should we understand those terms? Does it happen just once at the beginning of a Christian's life? Does it happen subsequently after? If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back. I found them really helpful, and we're going to continue today with talking about how do we grow in the Spirit? How do we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit? I feel like at the end of both of my my talks with Sam, I tried to like cram that into the last little bit of, okay, he's a person, and he fills us. How do we develop that? How do we lean into that? And we tried to address some of those in like the last few minutes. We're going to take a whole episode and slow down and talk about cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit and growing in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've heard the term spiritual growth. We're going to talk about some of that. And so to help us through that, we have a um, a guest with us who's never been on the Bridgeway podcast before. We're so excited she's joining us. Crystal Partee, welcome. Thank hey, you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you do here at Bridgeway because you're on staff. And so tell us a little about your role, what, what your day-to-day looks like, just so people can get more familiar with you. Sure. Well, I am the communications coordinator. And so I handle all of our website, our some of our social media, our bulletins, um, any other digital media that we do. And I really get to just tell the stories of what God is doing in and through Bridgeway Church. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I love it. It's so fun. That's awesome. Um, I'm also part of our spiritual formation team. Mm-hmm. And so as we've been talking through spiritual growth strategies as a church, I've been in on those conversations, which are so life-giving. It's a lot of um, big picture vision, but also breaking down the steps of like, how are we going to get there? Mm. Um, and so that's been really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're also a wife and a mother. That's right. I, yeah. I've been married um, coming up on 14 years yeah. and I have four awesome kids. Four kiddos. That's a lot of kids. And it, you just had one pretty recently. Yep. She's five months. Five months. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Mine's almost 11 months now. That's right. I know. It's crazy. So well, we're really glad you're here. Uh, I think it's awesome that we get to have someone who is thinking strategically and deeply and biblically and prayerfully about the spiritual formation of the members of Bridgeway um, to come on and talk to us about spiritual growth. I think that goes hand in hand. Um, and I think it'd be cool to be able to sit down with you kind of being behind all that and get your thoughts on yeah, some of this. It's a total honor. Thanks. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, I think we've established on, on this series so far that the Holy Spirit is a person, right? Right. We spent 30 minutes talking with Sam about that. Um, but how do I develop a relationship with that person? I think me and Sam talked about how like, I understand how to build a relationship with a father, right? And right. I feel like I, I I can understand how to how to relate to Jesus as my brother, right? Because right? he was a person. Yes, yeah. and like he, oh, he had hair and right. follicles yes. and pain receptors. Got it. 
like I can relate to that. The spirit, I feel like I, I, I don't even have an image in my head of what to think about when I picture him because, you know, the Holy Ghost and, you know, it's like right. that conjures up all kinds of images. Yes. So when you think about relating to the Holy Spirit, what do you think about? Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I think about is relating to him as a person. I'm so glad that Sam spent a lot of time talking about that. Um the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as our counselor, as mm. our friend, as our teacher. Um, it talks about how he brings us wisdom. He gives us peace. Um, and so I think about those things. And then I also think about the character of the Holy Spirit is exactly the same as the character of God the Father and mm. as the character of Jesus because they're all the same. It's three in one. Right. And so I think sometimes we we attribute certain characters of God only to God the Father or only to Jesus our bridegroom or mm. Jesus our brother. Um, but those are still true of Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think when I'm like, when I want to experience like a certain kind of like fatherly love, right? An affection of God to me, I, th I think of the Father. Sure. Right? When I want to think about... Um, maybe mercy, I think of Jesus. Okay. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. I, but I've never, and so when I would pray, you know, for mercy or even thank, thank God for mercy. Right. I would pray to whoever I associate that characteristic with. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what we do. We kind of, we try to like chop up the Trinity yeah, in, a, in a way um, and attribute different characteristics to each of them. But really there's, it's three in one. Mm. He's all the same all the time. Yeah. That is what makes him God. Right. And so I think, I think understanding that the person of the Holy Spirit loves me mm. just the way that I, I think about how God the Father loves me right. and just the way I think about how Jesus loves me so much that he died for me. Like the Holy Spirit loves me in that same way. Mm. And if I know that, then I can know and trust that he's for me, that he is constantly seeking my good, mm. that everything he does is for my benefit and God's glory. Yeah. Um, and so when I I know that when I know him, I can trust him and I can follow him and I can listen for him and I can obey him. So really getting to know the character of the Holy Spirit and understanding his personhood, I think is really the way that we start to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Definitely. And I think that's, that's definitely what, what is even anemic in my own spiritual walk. I think right. that I, I disassociate certain characteristics from the Holy Spirit um, and when I, as you were talking, I was just thinking, okay, what are, what are things I think about when I think about God? Mm -hmm. And like, let me take all of those and know that they are equally true of the Holy Spirit. Right. Let me take all the things I know about Jesus. And I think about when I worship him right. and I sing of the gospel and let me associate all those characteristics and goodness in the Holy Spirit. And right. then let me think that Holy Spirit has come to live in me. Cause like, you know, like, yes. and I'm like, oh, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know, you think like, Oh, Father, you love me so much that you gave your only son for me. You know, Jesus, you love me so much that you died for me. Right. Holy Spirit, you love me so much that you have come to dwell in me. Yes. Like, whoa. To, to be with yeah. me always mm -hmm. and to never, ever leave me. Right. Like, I think that's, that is one thing that is characteristic of Holy Spirit is mm. that is the constant presence of God yeah. in me, with me, for me, before me and behind me, mm. that constant presence, that that never leaving. Right. That's the thing that about the Holy Spirit that is so sweet. And so, and maybe it's because, maybe it's also because of that constant presence that, and even that indwelling presence, that it seems like maybe, maybe the way to say it is like that the constant intimacy s seems to dilute 
the the like moments of intimacy where I'm like, he's always with me. So like, am I just constantly missing out on the opportunities to relate with him when I don't feel his presence or I'm not communicating with him? Like, I feel like when I pray to the father, well, he's in heaven and you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like sure. he's Jesus in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand. Yeah. He, yeah. But the Holy Spirit's here. It's like, so I reach out to God and have a moment of relationship with him. And I, right. I reach outside myself mm-hmm. and, you know, cast my mind at the right hand of God. But then when I think of the Holy Spirit, I'm like, well, you're already here. You know, like, right. I think and that's so- maybe another struggle. Yes. So I think something that's really important about that is that there really isn't anything I have to actually do Mm. to conjure that. Right. Like I don't, I don't have to do anything to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit or to, or to, to have him come and be with me. He's already with me. All I have to do is remember that that's true. Yeah. Which I feel like is so different than every other spiritual in the in the secular world, like in the like in the world outside of Christianity, right? In the way that they would relate to the spiritual realm, right? Right. It's something you, have, you light, have to go yeah, and do. It's you light a candle. Right. You mm-hmm. use a Ouija board. You say a sure. series of prayers, <laughs> and then you access the spiritual right. realm and you break through to it. Yes. And you reach out to it. You you get out your your black light cameras and you do a right. ghost hunter show. <laughs> you know, and like I think we import some of that into Christianity, and right. it's like, what do I have to do to yeah. get into the presence of the spirit? Not. <laughs> A thing. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. And that's one of the beautiful things about Holy Spirit. Like, and I think that's why so often in scripture, um, God the Father and Jesus is giving us commandments, do this and remember me. Mm-hmm. Because really the only thing we have to do to be in that that intimacy with the Holy Spirit is remember that he's already there. Wow. He's already with me every step of my day. When I'm waking up in the morning in my bed, Holy Spirit is with me. When I'm doing my dishes, Holy Spirit is with me. When I'm writing an email, when I'm getting onto my kids, Holy Spirit is with me. And all I have to do to access the, the, mm. the full power of God is to remember that he's right there with me. Mm. I mean, it almost seems not only too good to be true, right. <laughs> but too easy to be helpful. Right. Does that make sense? Or it's just yes. like, how can something so default be so life-changing? Right. Right. Yes. And I think that's what's so important about, so, so you asked, how do we grow in yeah, that relationship? Right. Um, part of that is just being still and remembering mm. and listening. Um, but the other part of that is, is doing the things he likes to do. So that's how, I mean, that's how you get to know somebody is you spend time with them yeah. and you do the things they like to do. And so, when when Jesus gives us commands to do this and remember me, that's mm. where like some of those spiritual disciplines come in. The prayer, the fasting, the the reading the word, the mm-hmm. worshiping, the the singing praises. Um, those are the the point the points where we get to enter in because those are acts of remembrance. I see. Right. So they're not like mystical portals or, no. <laughs> or rituals we have to do in order to enter into the presence right. of, of the Holy Spirit. No. What what you're saying is these are um, ways that God has given us, sure. right, to remember Him, right, right, exactly. Yeah, we yes. we need to remember Him that He has already indwelt us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I can't help but think of Deuteronomy in this, right? Because in Deuteronomy, the whole thing is talking about you're about to enter the land, right, right. Obey me when you enter the land, right. How will you obey me? constantly, almost synonymously, what Moses and God are saying are, remember what I did for you. Exactly. Right? And then you will love me. Uh And if you love me, you will obey me. Yes. And those all just go together. 
Exactly. And they're all one thing. So what you're they saying are. is like it, to build a relate. One ways I can build a relationship with the Holy Spirit is just remembering His presence with me, and meditating on that. Right. Uh, I'm, okay. Here's a question, because when I think of the Father and remembering the works of the Father, and maybe I'm just maybe this is another thing of I'm dissecting the Trinity. Okay. So <laughs> if it is, stop me. But I think of the Father, and I'm like, you you rescued the people of Israel from Egypt mm-hmm. and you did all these mighty works throughout the old Testament and you sent your son and you know, and then when I think of the, when I think of Jesus, I'm like, you died for me on the cross and mm-hmm. you healed the the blind and the lame. And so I have things to remember about him that he did. Right. What am I supposed to remember when I remember the spirit? Right. So I think it's important to remember that they all have existed throughout all of time, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the Holy Spirit didn't just come at Pentecost. <laughs> right. And I think that's sometimes we we associate, well, like the Holy Spirit with the New Testament, but mm-hmm. like he's all through the Old Testament as well. Definitely. Like he is the spirit of God that hovered over the mm-hmm. waters of the deep as God was creating the universe. You know, like he is the pillar of smoke and fire right. to the Israelites as they're being delivered. Um, mm. and, and so like the Holy Spirit has been and always will be just the same as God the Father and Jesus. Mm. And so it is that, I mean, Sam just preached about this a couple of weeks ago, the great mystery of the Trinity that oh. will boggle your mind if you tried right. to, to figure it out. Yes. Yeah, that's actually really helpful. I don't think I've ever thought about reflecting on the acts of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Right. Right. Yeah. I constantly think about the acts of the Father in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then I, my entire ministry, spoken gospel. Right. It, I would spend our whole time looking at the acts and presence of Jesus in the Old Testament. Right. Right. And so I'm used to both of those. Yeah. But I'm not like, let me just meditate on the fact that Holy Spirit, you were over the void, the tovu vavohu, you know, in right. Hebrew, the, yes. ca- the chaos yes. of of uncreation. You were sitting there, and then by your power through Jesus. You made all these things happen. It's Amazing. like, whoa, let me think. Pillar of smoke and pillar of cloud. Yes. Wait, the, the fire that comes yeah. down and consumes the sacrifice is the right. same fire that rested on the heads oh of gosh. the disciples yeah. in the upper room in Acts. And that gives me more tangible things yeah. to my, that my imagination and my worldview can right. hook into yeah. and sure. go, that's what lives in me? Like, right. that's what's speaking yes. to me? That's what's guiding me? He is what's got... That's a... Uh, that's a different paradigm for me. Yeah, that's cool. Good. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you you talked about um, in order to grow in a relationship with someone, right? You you spend time with them. So we talked about what does it mean to spend time with the Spirit? Mm-hmm. It means remembering Him, yeah. thinking about not only what He has done, right, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that He has now come to take up residence in me to make me right. the new tabernacle of God. Um, but then you also said this interesting thing about. Um, in order to grow in a relationship with someone, you do the things they like to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that. Like, um, you know, my, my wife really appreciates it whenever I watch The Bachelor with her, no matter how <laughs> soul-sucking and sinful it is. It's the worst, most depraved thing on the face of the planet. Right. So for me, that's playing board games. My husband really go. loves to play board right. games, and it is a sacrifice of love. It yes. really is. Right. So, so when you say to do the things that the spirit likes, like, does right. he like... Earl Grey tea? Do it. <laughs> so what <laughs> sure. do you mean by that? So um, it's it's 
tapping into that, those, those characters of God, those characters of Jesus, um, the Holy Spirit is generous. Mm. And so he loves it when we partner with him in generosity. Mm. Um, the Holy Spirit loves to minister to people. He's in the business of changing hearts and changing lives. And so when we, um, go out and pray for people, when we, um, when we ask the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our heart mm-hmm. while we're reading scripture, right. um, those types of things that you're doing with the Holy Spirit, remembering that he's always with me. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. He loves to open our eyes. Right. So one of the ways we do some of the things that that he loves to do is we ask him to open our eyes exactly. as we read scripture. He yes. loves to be the comforter. Right. Right. And so whenever we go and comfort people as he fills us and empowers us, mm-hmm. we're doing the things he likes to do. Right. And I think just from and he he is the comforter and the counselor. So he loves to go with us in our day and mm. order our steps. Right. And so even things as simple as like, I don't have a plan for today. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I think I've heard that and and I think it's felt really pat and like cliche. Like sure. Like but it, it, but thinking of it as doing the things that the spirit loves to do right takes the cliche out of that sure. because i think about the fact that like let's just say my wife was in the the passenger seat of my car and um she and it's lunchtime and, and we, we right. get in the car the famous what do you want to eat right and, and, <laughs> and i just i like i'm like get in the car she gets in the car i drive somewhere we go in i order for her i don't ask her where to eat what she wants to eat where she wants to sit what she wants to drink i just order everything right I have not gone anywhere with her. Right. I've just brought her along with me. Yes. And we that's how we live our lives a lot of times with the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, we have an agenda yeah. and we think this is what I need to get done today yeah. and, like, and where, this is what yeah, I'm going to do. Yeah, where do you want to go with me today, Holy Spirit? Where right. do you want to lead me? Where do you want to take me? Mm-hmm. And it's like what do you what what would you love to do today? Yeah. Like, so that's I ha- cool. I have a friend who actually would take one day a week to just listen. It was like her her day off mm. where she didn't, like her kids were in school and it was one day a week to just spend with the Holy Spirit, which <laughs> sounds kind of wild yeah, and amazing. Um, but she would just, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Yeah. Like I have this six hours to do whatever you want to do, which mm. I think, I mean, that would be an awesome exercise in, in building right. a relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? Definitely. Okay, so how do we grow, how do we grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit? We're saying, remember his actions. Remember mm-hmm. that he indwells you. Remember him in particular, that right. he is with you. And for Give, you. And for you. Yeah. Give him recognition. Yeah. When you wake up, Holy Spirit, you are with me. I am mm-hmm. indwelt by the presence of God today. Right. Let me just remember that. Yeah. Okay. And then do the things he loves to do. Right. Right. What do you love to do, Holy Spirit? Let me think about those things and then let me do them with you. It's no wonder that, that we have these fruits of the Spirit. Right. In Galatians, it's like mm-hmm. love, joy. That's what he loves to do. Right. Yeah. That reminds me. The other th- the other thing I was thinking of was pursuing his gifts. Mm. And so he loves, the because the Holy Spirit is generous, he gives generously and he gives us spiritual gifts. Yeah. And so when we pursue spiritual gifts, we're pursuing Holy Spirit. Right. That's that's really, and I'm trying to think about that in like terms of a human relationship because we we never want to pursue a human relationship 
just for what that person can give us, right? Sure. That would be mercenary. Sure. But, but that's what our kids do sometimes, Oh, right? sure. Yes, yes, like yes. My my kids know that I buy them toys. My kids <laughs> right. know that I feed them their meals. Yep. My kids know that um, I teach them because we homeschool. And mm-hmm. so they're constantly coming to me and asking for those things. They're constantly coming to me and asking for snacks all the live long day. Oh, yes. They're con- they'll, they'll wake up in the morning and say, Mom, is it a school day? I want to learn, you know, which is such a blessing. <laughs> Yeah. Please, I hope that keeps going. Um, And so they love the things that I give them, and they're Mm -hmm. constantly asking for those things. Right. And so we, I think we do that in some places as God's children. Right. And he, and I think that the flip side of that is, is the Holy Spirit. You've you've said He's generous. Right. And people who are, I know so many generous people, Mm -hmm. and they are never happier than when they are giving. Right. And if every (laughs) and, and, and and if at every corner when they tried to give, it was stifled and unaccepted mm. and unappreciated yeah. and not received. Yes. And they're like, here, take my money, take my time, take my talent, take my treasure. And everywhere they turned, no one would receive it. Right. They would be miserable. Yeah. And so it's like, when we go to the Holy Spirit and ask him for something. He's delighted. He's delighted. It delights <laughs> him to give us yeah. the desires of our hearts. Right. And so I, I think that's that's an amazing thing is like, why is it okay to seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit? It's because he is just sitting there going, take, come on, let me give this to you. And and we're not paying attention. Right. And so, I mean, so does this come from 1 Corinthians 14? Like eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. So we have a biblical command. Right. So it doesn't matter whether or not it makes sense. We have a biblical command (laughs) that says, you need to desire the gifts of the Spirit. Right. He longs to give them to you. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Okay. That's all extremely helpful, actually. And that was only our first question. How do we grow in the gifts of the Spirit? <laughs> or in our, in our relationship with the Spirit, I mean. Okay, so um, what what is it? When we talk about spiritual growth, when we talk about growing, not necessarily in our relationship with the Spirit, right? But, you know, we've already talked about the fruit of the Spirit and that the Holy Spirit resides in us, not only to be intimate with us, right? And to bring us peace and comfort us and, you know, and be be, be, be all these things to us. But also he's doing something in us. He's making right. us something. Mm-hmm. And so we often call that spiritual growth or like you said earlier, spiritual formation. Right. And so when the Holy Spirit, when we talk about spiritual growth, like what are we talking about? Like what are we, what's he growing us into? Like how do we measure that growth? Like questions like that I'm just curious about. Sure. Yeah. So, so when we talk about, um, spiritual growth, oftentimes we talk about, um, looking more like Jesus. Mm. And I think sometimes even that is not a very helpful way to describe it. Right. Um, It feels like, I think you said earlier when we were talking, it feels like Christianese. Right. Yeah. And so I think, but the, the same goes true when you're getting to know someone, when you're spending time with someone, you start to look like who you spend time with. Sure. Yeah. And so if you're married, husband and wife, you, you start to develop the same habits over time. If you have a group of friends that you hang out with, you, you like the same things, you do the same things. And so as you spend time with Holy Spirit and as he's um, changing you and growing you, you start to look more like Holy Spirit. So mm. you do start to have more of those fruits of the spirit in your life, the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Yes, you know, like those things start to happen more and it's not something that happens of your own effort. Right. Those are gifts. Mm. Those are fruit from the Holy Spirit's work in you because his presence is now more evident in your life because you're remembering him Mm -hmm. more because you're spending more time with him because you're obeying him. Um, and so we, we start to look 
more like him right as we get to know him and i think i think as we get to know holy spirit um as we get to know god the father as we get to know jesus we love him more mm. And, and as he stirs up those affections because we know more of his character and we believe more of his character, as he starts to stir up those affections, those affections then direct our actions. Right. And so when we know him more, we love him more. When we love him more, we obey him more. Right. And so, and so it means that now our behavior is different mm-hmm. because of the person of the Holy Spirit. Right. And we often get that backwards. Right. Right. We want to modify our behavior thinking that will change how we feel about our relationship with God or the Holy sure. Spirit. Um, and then that will make us a good person or that will make us right. close to him when yes. it's the exact opposite train of thought that's true, right. that it's the fact that we are already perfect and the Holy Spirit has already made us blameless. Mm-hmm. And then we reflect on that and we look and we know, oh, our relationship is perfect and it's fine and it's been paid for and it's blessed. Right. And out of that love that's created, um, then we are changed and our behavior is transformed. Right. And we can't get that back. We always try to get that backwards. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, we're talking about what does spiritual growth look like? And, you know, we had our Christianese phrase that mm-hmm. it's trying to make us into the image of Jesus. It's becoming yeah. more like the image of Jesus. And that really is... Um, the whole testimony of the Bible, that that is what's taking place. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think of um, Exodus 33 and 34, when Moses goes up on Mount Sinai and looks through the cleft of the rock and mm-hmm. beholds the glory of God. Yeah. And then what happens? He's changed into that glory. Right. Right. His face starts to shine. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and But it's only on the outside, mm-hmm. right? And it's only temporary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in the New Testament, when Paul picks up this story in 2 Corinthians 3, he starts talking about how the glory that we have is so much better than the glory that Moses had on the mountain. Right. Because the glory that the glory of God on the on the mountain that Moses saw isn't just reflected on our faces. It actually comes to dwell in us right. and doesn't just change our external appearance. It changes our the way we live. Yeah, the way we live. Our whole lives. Right. And then yeah. the famous verse, you know, um, 2 Corinthians 3, 18 and even 17, you know, the, you know, the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. And what does he mean by that freedom? Well, the whole context is talking about freedom to see Jesus because yes. he's talking about he's pulling on this story in Exodus 33 and 34 is that when we open our Bibles, especially he's talking about, there's a veil over our Bibles. We can't Mm -hmm. see the, we can't see the glory of God, but through the spirit, he comes and dwells in us, opens our eyes, which he loves to do. We talked about that Uh and we partner with him in seeing the glory of God in the scriptures. And when we do, it says in 318 that we are transformed into that same image, right? The same image of Jesus, the same image that Moses saw on Mount Sinai from one degree of glory to the next. And so I think you're right on. And and I think we have to let this not be some Christianese thing like WWJD, what would Jesus do? <laughs> How do I be more like Jesus? And it's like, no, but seriously, like that is the whole shape right. of why we exist yeah. is to look like God. Yeah. And like first John three, two, it says like he'll return. And when he does, we will become like him because we will see him as he is. Right. So we'll actually become yes. the spitting image of Jesus. Yes. So, so, so a cool. thought that I've, I've been dwelling on lately is that is if this is all true, mm. like if I really believe all these things that I say that I believe, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it actually changes everything. Yeah. Like how, how does, 
how does believing in the gospel change the way that I actually live? Mm-hmm. How does knowing that the Holy Spirit, the, the full power of God yeah. resides in me, actually change the way that I live? And if it's not, then there's a disconnect right. there. If if I'm saying that I believe that that the Holy Spirit lives in me, that he's with me always, but it doesn't actually inform my day-to-day life, mm. then there's a disconnect there. And and we need to grow in some areas, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think part of that growth is 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 recognizing that um, if, if you're on a scale of one to 10 mm. in, in any area, say your prayer life, mm-hmm. and you're at like a one, well, if you grow to a three, that's victory. Right. Um, if you are... If you're not very generous and you start growing in generosity, then that's victory. And so when it actually starts to change your day-to-day life, that's victory. The goal isn't to go from zero to 10 and be all of a sudden super Christian. Right. The goal is, 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 is just to move down that scale. Right. Yeah. I think that's really hard for me and most Christians (laughs) to swallow because you're talking about you know, there's this disconnect. If I believe that the full power of God has come to dwell in me and I know I need to change, something's got to, I know I'm at a one. Right. And, and we want to be fully sanctified right now. Well, and <laughs> but it, you know, and you think about it logically even. Yeah. It's like, it seems like you should. Right. Because it's like, if I'm at yes. a one and then God lives in me, I should be at 10. <laughs> right. And I think that's what discourages most Christians. Sure. Is they, they give their life to Jesus. They are, they are converted. They're mm-hmm. baptized. They have, a, you know, a, maybe an, an amazing emotional experience, a spiritual experience where they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, maybe they receive a spiritual gift. And then they do that s- same dumb bottom shelf sin yep. that they did two years mm-hmm. ago. Yep. And like, I haven't changed a bit. Yep. And Paul talks about this all over like Romans six through eight. Mm-hmm. Like we just keep doing the things we don't want to do. Right. And one of my mentors, a very wise woman, um, I, I was talking to her about this very thing a couple of weeks ago about how I just feel like I should, I should be over this part. Yes, right. You know, like I feel like I, sh- I should know what to do now. Um, and she's in her seventies and she even said, we all like we all just need some help sometimes you know um we're not ever going to be fully sanctified like even i still struggle with these things sometimes and so that's just such a helpful perspective to know that like this spiritual growth is a process and it is a lifelong process Mm -hmm. until we're completely and fully sanctified in the presence of jesus for Mm -hmm. all eternity yeah and i think having that i think we need well here here's here's what will be helpful i think is redefining what we mean by one in 10. If we're doing oh, a spiritual sure. growth chart, yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is really sure. helpful. Yes. Where it's like, I think a lot of us, when we think about one, we think about where I was before Christ. Right. Or maybe even where other people are. You know, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. But wherever that one is, is somewhere yeah. in the depraved category. Uh, right. And then 10 is morally excellent. <laughs> where I just, I don't, I don't cuss and I'm no. always nice to my ten, kids. 10 is you're is, dead. Yeah. You're with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, ten, yeah. And I think, yeah, 10 is you look, you are like God. Right. You look like Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's 10. Well, then if I'm, if I move from a one to a two, exactly. I'm only eight steps away from yes. looking like Jesus. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think we have to redefine the the journey that 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 Jesus has us on and the Holy Spirit is trying to put us on and is putting us on is much longer and much deeper of a transformative journey Absolutely. than we want to give it credit. Yeah. We we like the Holy Spirit is in you not to bear the fruits of um 
of like more morality and, right. and um and maybe fitting into the categories of what make a good person that our secular society decides right or even our church culture yeah he's like he wants to make you jesus he wants to make you like himself yeah he wants you to do what leviticus says and be holy as he is holy mm-hmm. he wants you to be perfect that's 10 right of course of course you're not going to go to 1 to 10. No. And I think on the flip side of that, there's this other there's this other scale, um, which is the distance between my deficiency and God's all-sufficiency. Mm. Like that distance, I think, is called grace, yes. maybe. Yes, definitely. And so, and so in our spiritual growth, we're not trying to close the gap because That's right. how oh, it's great... So good the chasm yes. that stands between us. So spiritual growth is mm. not closing that gap <laughs> yeah. between my deficiency and God's all sufficiency. That would be like moving a millimeter closer to the next solar system. And right. even that is is not a good analogy. Yeah. Let me let me restate what you just said because yeah. I think you have hit something that's so necessary. What you're saying is um as we grow in our spiritual in our in our spirituality and in, in our in our and how much we look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. No matter how much we look like Jesus, no matter how sanctified we become, no matter how much we depend on the Holy Spirit or build a relationship with the Holy Spirit and he bears fruit in our lives, that does not decrease our need for the grace of God by one iota. Not at all. Like even once we are, once Jesus returns, we will still fall down at God's feet and be utterly befuddled at his majesty and holiness, even Mm -hmm. when we're at a 10. Right. And so going from one to two doesn't say, great, I need God one degree less now. Exactly. And, 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 and I'm I, doing something for him now. Right. Right. And I think sometimes we can mistakenly Definitely. start thinking that way. And it, and it's that's not it. Right. When we yeah. start to look more like Jesus, it doesn't ever mean that we need him less. It actually means that we're more aware yes. of our need for him. That's right. right? Yes, definitely. I think that uh, I think that's just so helpful um, that we we often think about spiritual growth being growing out of our dependence and into independence. Right. When actually no. it's the exact opposite. It's exactly. It is growing deeper into dependence. Absolutely. Because, like we said, the only way that we will deepen our relationship with the Holy Spirit is by understanding our dependence on grace. Right. And so the, I'm going to dive deeper into that. Absolutely. The, the more I grow. And and I think, ironically, I think spiritual growth really means that you become more aware of your own neediness Definitely. and your own desperation. Right. Right. Yeah. What was the first uh, the first thesis in Martin Luther's 95? Uh, he said, uh, that when 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 Jesus said repent, he willed the entire Christian life to be that of constant repentance. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that actually that's repent. another thing that I had in my notes is one one of the marks of spiritual growth um, is that we actually repent quicker. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we're we're more quick to repent and to receive that repentance as a gift because we we know how how badly we depend on the grace of God. Exactly. Yeah, and um, I I've seen the I've heard the word picture of like um a yo-yo. Have you have you heard of that yeah. one? That was <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had a mentor that always told me about this yo-yo, and he's like, we all sin. Uh-huh. And that's the, like the yo-yo going down, right? Right, and uh-huh. and 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 being far away from the hand. 
repentance is coming back. Yes. And sanctification That's exactly right. is changing the amount of time it takes <laughs> for it to go from the hand and back again. Right. The, right. The, a shorter string. On yeah, the shorter, yeah, shorter string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's helpful. But you had another another illustration, right? Yeah. So that's coming back as, as a repentance. That's really good. So I think in the Greek, um, the word for repentance is often um, to, turn to turn or to change your mind. Right. But I think in the Hebrew, it actually means to return. Mm-hmm. And so to go back to where you came from, yes. which is God's presence. And so mm. if you think about uh, the face of a clock, right. and if we're meant to be pointing straight up at 12 o'clock, both okay. hands at 12 o'clock, where we have our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. um, repentance means going back to 12 o'clock when we get to like one or two, instead of waiting until we've gone all the way down to 630. I see. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. It shortens the time. We, it shortens the, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, the same. That's really good. Um, I can't, I, I have this verse pulled up. I can't help but read it in this conversation um, yeah. when we talk about sanctification and how the more we are sanctified, the more we will depend on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so this is Galatians 3, 1 to, 1 to 3. Uh, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He doesn't really pull any punches with the Galatians, does he? <laughs> uh, it, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. You saw Jesus die on the cross. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith. Hmm. So he's talking about when did you when did the Holy Spirit come and indwell you? Yeah. Right? Was it because you worked hard enough and you did enough good deeds and then he came? Or did you hear about what Jesus did for you and as soon as you believed in faith, he came and dwelled in you? Well, of course it's the latter. Right. Of course it's well, I just had faith and he indwelt me. Right. And then he has this number verse three. Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected? by the flesh. Hmm. And I just I just think when we talk about spiritual growth, we often want to figure out how to do it by the flesh. Right. How do I just change my behavior? Yep. How do I stop doing mm-hmm. these sinful things? And, and and then I'll be perfect. Yeah. Now the Holy Spirit started it. I got to finish it. Right. And what you've been saying, I think is so helpful that if you, if you want to grow into the image of Jesus, don't start with your behavior. Go back and start with your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Sure. And like, like drink deeply of that relationship and like know what he has done for you. Reflect on what the father, the spirit, the son have done. And that will create affections in you Mm -hmm. that change what you love and what you hate, what you are for and what you're against. And that will just inevitably flow over into your life and your behaviors will start to change one degree at a time. Right. So... Uh, I, this has been so helpful for me on a lot of different different planes. Uh, is there anything else that you're thinking of that you want to make sure our listeners hear before we go off the air? Yeah, so I was just thinking of a personal example yeah. of this. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm really thinking of how the Holy Spirit delivered me from shame. Mm. Um, it was something that I didn't even know that I struggled with because I, I had seen other people um, who had struggled with shame, and I didn't think I looked like that because I was judging them, of course. And <laughs> As we do. <laughs> Um, and so I didn't think it looked like that. So I didn't think that was an issue for me. And, and of course, in my pride, I, um, I just never considered it. And so when the Holy Spirit started highlighting that to me, um, it was such a journey and such a process, but he was so faithful to just walk with me step by step through that. And it started with just the knowledge of who God is and how much he loves me, no matter what, like I didn't have to earn it. I don't have to I don't have to perform. Um, so I used to believe um, that if I I did something wrong because I was wrong, right? Yes. And I used to care a lot about what people thought about me. Um, and so 
it, it started with the hearing and the understanding and the believing and the knowing um, who the Holy Spirit was, that he had come to be with me always, that he's always for me. Um, and then it was just this process of, of pursuing the Holy Spirit in that. And I think Matt Palmer has talked before about these, these big moments that we have that kind of catapult us forward right. in our spiritual growth, but also the, the day-to-day spending time with the Holy Spirit, the, those disciplines that also produce spiritual growth. And mm-hmm. so it was both of those. And, but then there was this moment for me where the Holy Spirit just downloaded some truth mm. and I was delivered from this, this feeling of shame. Wow. Um, and, but since then, so now I can look back and there's, and there's this clear picture of before and after, um, what I believe about God, what I believe about Holy Spirit and what I know to be true about myself because of what God's done that now I know that I'm good because he's good, mm-hmm. not because I have to perform right. into it, you yes. know, um, and, and so there, there, and then, like you said, because of that power and presence of Christ, there's freedom mm-hmm. because of that glory. Yes. And so I get to walk in freedom and not be constantly thinking about what other people are thinking of me. How exhausting. So exhausting. Um, <laughs> um, but only just knowing what Holy Spirit thinks about me. Yeah. And, and now, are there moments where... I, I slip back into that. Absolutely. <laughs> right. yep. So again, that spiritual growth doesn't mean that I never struggle with this thing ever again. Right. It just means that I now know the truth and mm-hmm. I can go back and remember it. That's right. So that my affections can be stirred, so that mm-hmm. I can walk out in obedience. Right. To, to Formerly, what God whenever says. you would think about your identity and you would go into shame, mm-hmm. you would wait till six thirty. Right. 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 To, to get back. <laughs> right. Now you're like, oh. No, not this again. And you yes. don't spiral. Yeah, you no. run back to 12 o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. It's we don't, we don't, ha- I don't have to spiral out on that crazy train of mm-hmm, thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just coming right back on to the, the truth of God yeah. and what he says. I can't help but, but, but think about how the narrative that you've been building here as we've unpacked this is completely antithetical to the narrative that, that culture builds today. Um, mm, that, it, yeah. that it sounds very similar, but they're completely different. So it's if you, have an identity crisis, if you um, are unsatisfied with who you are, if you're depressed, if you're any of these things, um, it's because you need, to, you need to take a beat, look inside, and discover who you truly are. Right, reinvent and, yourself. And be okay yeah. with it, mm-hmm. and be comfortable in your own skin. Right. And say, this is who I am, this right. is me, I was born this way, whatever Ugh. it is, right? And, that's, and then you're at peace with that, mm-hmm. and then you can overcome shame, and what you're saying is, no, when I look inside, upside down. it's upside down. Yes, look in, but don't see yourself. You right. need to see that you're only good because the Father has made you good. Right. And the, and like your worth and your value and your goodness is derived directly from the fact that God has come and made his dwelling with you. Right. And it's from that that you can overcome shame truly because mm-hmm. you're not having to sweep anything under the rug or justify anything or be like, well, I'm okay and forget you guys for thinking I'm not. And I'm right. okay with who I am. It's no, right. the God of the universe has mm-hmm. looked at me and said, I've made you good and I've I have accepted you and I've said you are correct right. and I've made you that way by the yeah. blood of my son mm-hmm. and I've sealed that on you by pouring myself into you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. That's just cool. That's the the the, the great mystery of the gospel for me is the generosity piece of it mm-hmm. that that God gave his son that Jesus sacrificed everything to come down and rescue me so that he could 
be with me forever. <laughs> right. What? I know. Like, like why would you want to live with me? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but just that in that piece of of the Holy Spirit that he mm. is always like the the ever presence of the Holy Spirit is just like you said earlier almost too good to be true. Yeah. Like the full power of God with me every second of every day for all eternity. Mm. Well, it's so good. So good. So beautiful. This has been wonderful, Crystal. Thank you for, yeah, for being so on the show. Much. This has been so awesome. Um, we are uh, in week three of our um, journey through our talk of saying, who's the Holy Spirit? Uh, we talked about who he is and his personhood, that what it means to be filled with him. We've just been talking about how to grow in our relationship with the Spirit and what spiritual growth is. Next week, we're going to we're gonna sit down with two, um, two people here at Bridgeway and talk about what does it mean to de- depend on the Spirit? How do I listen to the Spirit's voice, and then we'll be back to to cap everything off with Sam again to say, uh, what is the power of the Spirit? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now at work in us. What? Okay. So, like, what does that mean? And how do we access that? Are we supposed to? Uh, how does it change how we live? So, we still got a lot of great stuff in this series to talk through, so we're, we're still thankful that you've been listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.